Hey everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, where you can custom order your next Ford vehicle to ensure you get the exact vehicle you want at the right time. Easy steps. Jump online at jimkford.com, select your vehicle, choose your model, trim, and options. Then the Jim K. Ford team will contact you to confirm your selections and pricing and answer all your questions before your order is placed. Easy as that. Your vehicle created your way. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. Do you ever wonder how to answer the questions your insurance company is asking? What do they really want to know? Like I drive to work, but only twice a week. Let me deal with it for you. I'm literally an expert. I'm on your side virtually for free. Text me, Jared Gerard, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. Okay, welcome to our SWP, a podcast that goes off like a like a wee firecracker every single weekday, reveling in tales of Ottawa sports and whatever. Today it's NHL free agent frenzy. The Sens signed Claude Giroux, local boy makes good, comes home. The Blue Jays have fired manager Charlie Montoyo, and the Bank of Canada has hiked its interest rate by a full point. Son of a son of a. All still ahead today here on the program. James, how are you today? Let's fire the guy who's the head of the Bank of Canada. Let's do that. Well, okay, that should be the good firing. Huh? Yeah. 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 For I those like of the us headline. More- the, the Bank of Canada raises the rate of percent. Here's what it means for you. <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> Let me guess. Let me guess, Steve Young. Higher interest on my mortgage. Yes, and all the lending stuff I need to do. All the borrowing, yeah. Steve. It's going to cost you more money. Yeah. Uh, breaking this headlines. Is, yeah. No. That, that 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 headline aside, it is a big story, of course, because anybody who has a variable rate and a mortgage, uh, they're paying a lot more money very shortly because this is the biggest hike in 20 years, more than 20 years, going up a full percentage point. So the big banks uh, are going to be up to uh, from 3.7 to 4.7 for their prime lending rates as of tomorrow morning. So that sucks. Yeah. That sucks ours is what that does, as we sucks say in the Ottawa yeah. Valley. Say in the Valley, yeah. <laughs> that's anyway. 1% sucking ours there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, you know, he's not worried about mortgages and interest rates. Claude Giroux, he signed with the Ottawa Senators today, a three-year deal worth $19.5 million. Nice. So, uh, nice. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's he's 34 now. He'll be 35 in January. So he's not the player he was 10 years ago, but he still was excellent last season. Had 23 points in 18 games for the Florida Panthers after he was traded at the deadline. And that's a guy that the club has had its eye on for a long time. In fact, Pierre Dorian came right out and said today that in a conversation four years ago with the owner, Eugene Melnick, he said four years from now, when that guy's contract expires, I'm going after that guy hard. Uh, I don't know how he could have seen that the guy would still be an impact player in four years at the age of 34, but uh, that's what he said. And certainly a lot of Sens fans are pleased to have a, a local guy in the fold who can certainly help. Now, that top six suddenly looks amazing with Brady Kachuk. Uh, we got Drake Batherson, Josh Norris. It's line 1A and 1B. And then on the second line, you got Tim Stutzla and now Claude Giroux and Alex Debrinkit. Suddenly, the Sens are, well, damn, damn near as good as anyone up front, at least. They still have to work on that blue line, though. Well, it's... Uh... 
You know, they did what they said they were going to do, Stephen. What, you, you don't see that very often, right? You get all these anticipated trades, all the pundits. Here's what's in the works. This is what I understand. My sources tell me. Yeah. And, the, and the two big things lately were the goalie and, and, and Cole Giroux, right? They were starting to talk about it last year. So they did. They did it. Nice going, yep. sense. Nice going. Yep. And yesterday, we were worried about where the goaltending was. So yesterday, as of yesterday, early in the day, you had Matt Murray, you had Anton Forsberg, and you had Philip Gustafson, and all three of them were under NHL contract, which is a rare thing, mm-hmm. uh, meaning meaning they've got one-way deals. They're, you send somebody down to the minors, they're going to have to clear waivers, and if they do, they'll have to be paid NHL money. So we figured one guy would go, but here we are uh, 24 hours later, and only one guy remains, and that's Anton Forsberg. The Sens moved on from both Matt Murray and Philip Gustafson, and uh, so they send Murray to the Leafs, as we talked about, but mm-hmm. they also go get Cam Talbot from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Gustafson. I think that's a good thing in that uh, you had two guys who had never done what they were about to do, and that is Forsberg, the number one. He's never been a number one in the league. You have Gustafson, the backup. He's never been a regular backup in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So that carried risk. Cam Talbot carries less risk. He was an all-star last year, and uh, the guy finished out the uh, season this year, 16 games going 13-0-3, and and was pissed off when they overlooked him in the playoffs. They snubbed him for Marc-Andre Fleury. He's got the cup rings, but Talbot had the heater going into the playoffs, and as it turned out, the Wild stunk it up in the first round and lost in six in round one. So a new number one. Maybe. Maybe it's possible. I'm not sure where they stand on that. I think Forsberg was, I mean, that's a bad team the Sens had last year. And Forsberg had a winning record and very popular in that dressing room. He's bounced around the league for a very long time, being claimed off waivers, Mm -hmm. never really getting a chance at a number one. He finally lands here, really well liked by his teammates, becomes the number one for a day after Matt Murray gets traded away. And then Talbot Mm -hmm. rolls in. I think Talbot, to your point, will definitely push Forsberg. But I suspect, just for loyalty's sake, that Forsberg will get first shot at number one. But it's going to be a good race. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a good race to have. Absolutely. Your Oilers were busy as well. They got I some stuff that. going. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So goaltending's yeah, been an issue there, too. they got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. yeah. Goaltending's been an issue there. And they went out and got the guy that the Leafs were concerned about, uh, Jack mm-hmm. Campbell. It was pretty good for the most part for the Leafs. But they turned the page on him, and uh, he became a UFA, and the Oilers signed him today to a five-year contract worth $25 million. This after, I guess, last month, we learned that Mike Smith was probably going to be allowed to kind of drift into long-term injured reserve, retired, not retired scenario, and they needed a guy. And uh, Jack Campbell probably is going to be an upgrade because, and we talked about it, Jimmy, in the playoffs, Mike Smith was either awesome or terrible. Oh, now, now at least you have a little more consistency with Campbell, I think. Supposed to, supposed to, anyway. Yeah. Uh, in theory, and it was you know it was, Koskinen was supposed to be their guy way back. So they've uh, anyway they they always have had the goaltending frustrations like like lots of teams do. So we'll right. see. I'm not I'm not over the moon going. Sign fucking Jack Campbell. Yeah, what did you do? <laughs> Yeah, there were other names out there. You, you know what gone. I mean, Steve? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. You, you'd know better than I would, but okay. Yeah. Okay, good goalies luck, Jack. Are, you know? The goalie's a fickle business, right? I mean, who knows what 
I, I challenge most NHL head coaches. Do you really know that much about goaltending? All you want is a guy to stop the puck. Right. But it's hard to, when right. you're evaluating, should we bring this guy in? It's hard because we know with goalies, they're only as good as the team in front of them. You know, some teams are awesome because they have great goaltending. Some goalies are awesome because they have great teams in front of them. Right. It's a, it's a really hard thing to define. All I know is the eyeball test. And sometimes you look at a goalie who looks defeated. He doesn't look quick. He doesn't look sound. He doesn't, he just doesn't look efficient out there. For whatever reason, you just can look at a guy and you say, I don't know if that guy has it or not. But right. uh, it's so it's hard to say when a goalie changes teams, whether he's going to be better or worse than where he was. It, it just depends on how, I guess, how it all meshes together. Yeah. Now, Evander Kane, Steve, oh, yeah. I'm going, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> yes. Yes, my friend. Yeah, yeah I love that guy. I loved that guy when he came here. Yeah. yeah. He was dominant. Dominant in the playoffs. Totally dominant. Yep. I'm not sure, but I mean, they they got eliminated in the conference final. I'm not sure if he didn't end up still as the playoff goal scoring leader. I think that what's his face and what's his face were the, were the leading point getters, Connor what's, and uh, and the uh, the German I'm, guy. I'm going to need you to get his name. You have to. You have to. You're an Edmonton man, Connor McDavid. There you go. Dreisaitl. I knew you'd get it. <laughs> and the- <laughs> Is that? I don't even know if is that. Can we say that? that? I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't think we can anymore. The sauerkraut? No. Okay. I don't. Is the sauerkraut? No. Yeah. Anyone, yeah. Evander Kane did lead the NHL playoffs in goal scoring, tied with Nathan McKinnon, with 13 goals. Kane had 13 goals in 15 games, and so when you think about it, I mean, if he can straighten up and fly right, uh, he looked fine his time in the Oilers. It didn't seem like there was mm-hmm. any problems. It looked like there was maybe one moment where McDavid was kind of rolling his eyes at him. After that uh, celebration he had after one of his goals, it right. gave him a hard time at the bench. But, uh, hey, four years at $20 million for the guy who just led the NHL in playoff goal scoring, that is a hell of a discount. That guy should well, be making the- twice that if he hadn't had all the past issues that he's had. Right. How about the whole story turning out to be so positive, right? That thing looked like a sad, sad situation, right? The, the demise of Evander Kane, right? It just kept going down and down and down. And the guy gets traded, right? They get rid of him in, where is he, San Jose? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they turf him, and you're going, oh, man, what are the others? What are they, like a daycare now to look after these guys, you know, or something like that when they come in? So what a turnaround. Yeah. What a turnaround, because everyone was had all fingers crossed, you know, when he came in, oh, okay, I guess we're nice to give him a break. Boom. Kaboom. So, yeah. No, it's, well done, uh, it's, it's a tough well one. You know, I don't know if Kane's out of the woods on all his off ice issues or not, but uh, certainly the Oilers from a hockey perspective, get an absolute bargain there. There will be some who are critical of it because, you know, there's allegations of domestic abuse in there and things. So uh, that's another storyline together, but altogether, but in terms of a hockey story, that's, that's a hell of a bargain. Other right. signings around the league. Tampa Bay re-signs. I mean, this is a team in cap hell, by the way. Tampa has re-signed Mikhail Sergachev, eight years, $64 million. Tampa re-signs Anthony Sorelli, eight years, $50 million. Tampa re-signs Eric Chernak, eight years, $41 million. This is supposed to be a team that was in cap hell and probably still is at this moment. They're still going to have to do a little bit of stick handling to try and get out of that by opening night. But uh, as long as you're under the cap by then, you're fine. doesn't matter where you are in the summer. But, uh, I mean, the Lightning did have to say goodbye to someone like Ryan McDonough, who was a key part of their 
three Stanley Cup final appearances and two Cup wins. But uh, the Lightning definitely doing some stick handling, some other deals. Leafs sign Ilya Samsonov. St. Louis gets Robert Thomas done. Eight years, $65 million. Vinny Trocek, seven Holy years, God. $39 million. <laughs> Even Chicago in a rebuild goes out and gets busy, and they get a couple of what looks like reasonable deals with Andreas Athanasiu getting a one-year, $3 million deal. Max Domi, same thing. And remember we were talking about Oscar Lindblom? He's the guy in Philadelphia who's a cancer mm-hmm. survivor. Right. And they, they had to let him go, and uh, yeah. that was a tough deal. Well, today he signed a two-year contract with the San Jose Sharks, so I was certainly pleased to see nice. that. Oh, good. Yeah, good absolutely. You got a birthday party going on there today, and I'm interrupting I'm it. Just, I apologize. Yeah, no, I was teaching my – I'll tell you what. Uh, my, my kids – so my son's 23, my son Jake mm-hmm. – uh, just to just to give you an idea about how far Steve uh, they, they they have no idea how we did things back in our day, right? I've got some old flat Heinekens in the fridge that I see my daughter wanted, so I didn't warn her that it's old and flat, and she's drinking it now. But uh, Steve, I she she pulled out the, the the can opener, the manual can opener, of course, which has on the end the hook, Steve, that you open bottles with, right? Of course. You know that old, the old one, which the twist handle, the end, and but there's a hook on the end, right? No yeah. idea, Steve, how to use it. No idea. Oh, no, oh dear. They went for the twist. She tried to put the twist onto the kids these days, Stevie. Oh, these kids today. We got a great bottle Get opener. Get back downstairs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Even at uh, what is your daughter like, twenty six or something? He, I will he... not hear from you for two hours. All of wow. you. Wow. 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 That's enough. Yeah. It's good to know the SWP Not comes first. The SWP comes first, baby. Huh? <laughs> Family. Who needs them? Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the Blue Jays firing their manager, Charlie Montoyo. Aww. It's a bit, of a bit of a surprise for, well, I don't know, they just re-signed him to an extension in April. They've had enough of his guff. So we'll talk about yep. that coming up after these words. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. It's designed to seize the day. Like Dead Poet Society, right? Carpe diem, all that. This beautiful truck is built Ford Tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your stuff as well. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. You've heard a lot from me over the last three years, and I think I can help you. My goal is to save you money, and I'll make it easy, too. I won't waste your time with 25 questions about whether you got your G1 on a Tuesday or a Friday. Text QUOTE to 860-6008 to get started. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. So as we get through this NHL stuff, we're going to get into the dog days, and everybody's just basically going to go off to the cottage for two months, and we'll get a little more to the Blue Jays and talking about them. But uh, And I feel badly because we haven't really talked much Blue Jays because it's been so busy. But today they fired their manager, Charlie Montoyo, the former member of the Ottawa Lynx as a player. Team was in the midst of a rough 2-9 and nine stretch since July 2nd. And he's in the final year of his original deal, but signed a one-year deal in April, an extension. That included club options for 2024 and 25. I'm going to say they're not going to pick up those options. No, I wouldn't think so. No. So... No. Uh, it's funny, he ended up with a perfect 230, 236 wins and 236 losses 
over four years as the Blue Jays skipper. Oh, I lost you, Steve. And, uh, the camera fell off. The GM of the club, Ross Atkins, said he wanted to make it work with Stevie? Charlie. I'm extremely Hello? disappointed Hello? with where we are. This is a collective setback. Stevie? And ultimately, this starts with me. So in the meantime, you got the bench coach, John Schneider, who's been named the interim manager for the rest hey, of the season. And Casey Candell, who I believe is a former Montreal Expo. He's been serving as the manager of the AAA affiliate in Buffalo. He's now going to be Toronto's interim bench coach. And so it's the sixth time they've had an in-season manager change in Blue Jay history. And the first since John Gibbons was fired in 2008 and Cito Gaston took over for him. And uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if that sparks the Blue Jays because at the start of the year, man, everybody was talking about them as legitimate World Series contenders. Right. Well, you got to do it, right? Because they're still in it. The wild card. Right, they're New York's running away with it. I don't know. They're fifteen or sixteen games in front or something. Uh, the Yankees in their division. Um, so it's a good firing if there's such a thing. I think. I think it's the right move. There's tons of games left. The All Star break hasn't even happened yet. Um, you know, so I I like it. I'm a Jays fan. I watch a lo- I watch a lot of Blue Jays baseball. Um, the other thing, Stevie, is. Uh, I mean, it was kind of fun, right? Vladdy Guerrero with with his antics. In the uh, you know in the dugouts with the home run jacket that they have and the dumping the seeds on the guy, but but it's like okay that, that that's pretty good but but you're getting cranked here right now okay you've won one game and like when a guy gets a hit Steve they all they're all jumping around in the dugout like the ice cream truck showed up to a bunch of five year olds or something you know right. You got all these moves Stevie all these little things all the little pray to the sky and the god is like. You know, and and Charlie, I don't think was, I, I don't know, I don't know what Charlie was all about. That I don't think he was. I was kind of laughing. I'm like, okay, uh, you're no good right now, though, guys. Yeah, I, I know. I got tired of it. I got tired of. It. They kept going to Vlad. And isn't Vladdy something? Is it? Look at there's Vladdy up to it again in the dugout. There's Vladdy doing that up to it again. He's making fun with. Whatever, shut up. Okay, go win some baseball games. <laughs> I wonder if that inspires the other team because I know what you mean. They 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 fancy themselves as wacky funsters, right? Yeah. And right. Uh, if you're watching the game, the team day in day out, that was kind of fun for a while. But after a while, I mean, unless you're you know unless you're at the top of the standings, here's a team that's been in a free fall of late, two and eight in their last ten. They're they're just outside the wild card situation. Right. You get into that mode. All of a sudden, it kind of feels tedious when you see any of that stuff going on. And I wonder if the opposing team doesn't want to beat you all the more when they see you carrying on the way you do. Well, I'll tell you what's interesting about it, Steve. Uh, so all the characters, you know, you got Teoscar Hernandez, you got Bichette, you got Guerrero, you got Chapman there, you know, in the infield, Espinal, Springer. Okay, I'm whipping them all off here, Steve. Okay, you got all those guys, okay, who are all the sort of more vocal guys, Springer and all these guys, right, jumping around. The least fun guy in that team, who's an active player, is the catcher and Alejandro Kirk. Okay, and he's the least looking athlete I've at least likely looking at I've seen in my life. Okay, he's about five two, and he's about five three wide. Okay, like if you he's look at this guy, you're going, how can this guy possibly fit into this lineup? Okay, right, Steve. He's fifth, Steve, in 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 the leaders in batting average. I just looked. I looked earlier yeah. today. Fifth. He's batting 317 or something like that. Yeah. Has no fun, Stevie. He's not participating in any of that shit. If you watch, he's very quiet. 
He doesn't speak English. Lays back. Doesn't do many interviews. Steve, fifth in the in the league. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and all not- of it. Sorry, the league. Yeah. In in baseball. In the MLB, he's fifth. The old, yeah. Got one of the certainly know. got one of the smallest strike zones. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. That's, tough guy. No, to pitch well, there's today. no doubt. You know. But, he looks like he's about five. I think he's about five seven and two fifty. Yeah, like that's exactly. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what his stats were. You know, yeah. I don't know what it says about him, but so there's a guy who's doing the best without all the antics. Yeah. Just me, Stevie. Just me. Yeah. Batting three twelve, ten home runs, thirty three RBI. Not too shabby. I don't think anybody was thinking he'd be one of their offensive leaders, but he's certainly been a great addition. And boy, is there any more anyone more fun in baseball? Save for Bartolo Colon to watch running around the base pass. Here he comes. <laughs> a lot of moving parts going on right yeah, there, yeah, baby. A, a lot of going, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the 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 sack fly, Steve. They are for sure throwing it in all the time. Okay? Right. <laughs> yes. If he's on base, man. Yeah. <laughs> if he's on second or third, Stevie, they're they're ripping that in. Yeah. You yeah, no even shot. if he dribbles it out to right field past the second baseman, they may take a shot at him trying to throw him out at first as he tries to get there. <laughs> yeah. anyway. anyway, what a, it's, it's kind of a neat story. Yeah, so. for sure it is. I want to put a, a cap on what we talked about with uh, that hit in the Saskatchewan-Ottawa game on Friday night. Jeremiah Masoli, he's certainly seen as the guy that was going to lead the Red Blacks out of their doldrums of the last couple of years. They've had back-to-back three-win seasons. And certainly, what an upgrade Nick Masoli ends up being. Nick Masoli. Um, right. Jeremiah Mas- Nick Masoli. Who's Nick Masoli? Nick Masoli. Nick, wow. Mick, Nick Masotti. He's a, I know a Nick Masotti. Or Masotti I got to know I gotta, like I gotta know who Nick Masoli is and where that name came from because it sounds very familiar. Nick Masoli. Nick yeah. Masoli. It's important. Uh, Look that it up. It really is important. Yeah. It's important to tie up the entire program. Um, anyway. They did sign a guy named Nick Arbuckle to replace right. Jeremiah Masoli. In any event, Masoli was injured on a play that was, uh, I think most people would agree, was dirty. Garrett Marino on Friday night right. hit him, basically hit him in the shins, dove right through, and uh, he's got to be. He's going to be on ten to twelve weeks after having uh, surgery on his leg. It's not a knee thing. It's not a reconstruction thing. So that's good for a long term uh, career perspective. But it certainly harpoons the red black season anyway there's a follow-up now long story short in that jeremiah masoli after not hearing from anybody from saskatchewan not their head coach not garrett marino himself and then hearing the cfl's announcement of a four-game suspension masoli basically decided to pen an open letter to the cfl and Uh he was not happy he said thanks for everybody for reaching out I've seen the poor and uninformed excuses given by Saskatchewan's head coach. No apology from Garrett Marino or any executive from Saskatchewan. After playing 12 games and already with previous ejections and two fines before this incident, it's clear Marino can't control himself. The welfare and safety of CFL players matter. We shouldn't have to worry about those who consistently can't play within the rules. The worst of it, though, is the vile and disrespectful type of behavior and racial insults that were made toward me more than Uh once. In the CFL, we say our diversity is our strength. There should be no place for racial hate. It's been investigated and confirmed now by the CFL, and it shouldn't be tolerated on or off the field. So, and then there was insensitive comments made by Coach Dickinson 
says they're indicative of how oblivious they are to these serious facts they choose to ignore. So it goes on from there. But wow. uh, certainly that's heavy. Yeah, he's going hard after the CFL. He's going hard after Saskatchewan and Garrett Marino. And uh, he, he's definitely got a point because the CFL did investigate and they did decide that something racist had occurred, although they didn't use the word racism in their press release. All they said was he made insensitive comments that were based on Masoli's culture or something along those lines. Wow. After the hit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, that's kind of a dumb question, but was it all in the same incident or is it a separate incident? Well, I believe it happened during the incident and during the celebration. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And also it may have happened earlier in the game as well, based on what Nate Bahar had to say. But one game for, as this is Masoli again, one game for racist insults is simply not enough in my opinion, and hopefully we can use this to promote growth and change for the better. We need to protect the integrity of the game. So dramatic stuff from Masoli. He got his, he did get his apology from Marino, but only after he put this out on social media and only after the entire football world reacted angrily about it. Like there's something like 5,000 uh, different right. uh, impressions sure. on a thing. So what do you think of all, what do you think of all that? Um, well, in that circumstance, uh, you know, when you when you uh, when you started off saying Masoli's written an open letter to the CFI, I went, "Oh, bad idea, man! I, I, why do guys do this? Bad? This is going to be a, not a good idea." And then you hear the circumstance, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah, like, that, that's a that's a great excuse to write an open letter, for sure, for sure. I got I got no issue with what he said at all. Um, so I think he's I think he did the right thing. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an interesting thing because Craig Dickinson, the head coach of the team, he jumped on radio or maybe it was a, a huddle with the media, but he was trying to let everybody know, well, you know, he's not racist. His best friend is African-American and he's got uh, a fiance who's African-American. And uh, that's like that standard excuse when anybody talks about racism, somebody will say, well, some of my best friends are black yeah, people, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't excuse what you did, though. That's what it's you, like, okay, that's you, fine. Here's what he said. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it, it becomes irrelevant. So that's uh, so basically Dickinson had to apologize for that. But he said, I'm not releasing this guy. I believe he deserves a, a, another chance. And like I said, Marino apologized today. And I wonder, I mean, what would you do if you're the coach and you have a player like that, knowing how diverse a pro football locker room is? And Marino, by the way, is Caucasian. And everybody knows now the CFL investigated and proved that he had done something that uh, mm. that equated racial insults. Yeah, what would you do if you're, you're right. Dickinson? Why would you cut? Would you cut him slack as Dickinson has and say that? What if you you're know, another player, Steve? On well, the that's team. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, all that. Yeah. From a team building yeah, yeah. standpoint, so what, what it could be the disastrous. Coach do? I, yeah, I think you got to. Well, that's why the league's involved, right? So you get no choice, because there would be a big part of a coach and a big part of the team go. Okay, we don't need this right now, right, Steve? Uh, and and can we can we can we not shove it under the rug, but can we sort of put it aside for a minute because we're in the middle of a season? But that reminds me very much of the Chicago Blackhawk thing too, right? And uh, is it as serious? Oh, it's way up there, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this could this could inevitably the unraveling of Saskatchewan's season, and they're having an awesome start. They're three and one on the year. They have a very mm-hmm. good team. This might end up being their penance. 
by not by not, by not doing anything, no internal discipline, they're going to let the guy roll back in, I guess, after four games and keep playing for the right. team. Like I don't care what the CFL does or, or or anything above that. Like you're being asked, let's say you're uh, an American, an African American who's playing in the CFL, and you hear this guy saying the yeah. things he said, and now you're going to be asked to line up alongside him and go to battle with this guy. Like I say, that's the kind of thing that can unravel a locker room, regardless of what CFL's disciplinary actions were or what Dickinson does uh, to try and mend fences here. I think by just having Marino around, that could be problematic for the Green Riders. Yeah. Imagine what it, you know, that's what's public, you know. Oh, yeah. Some more fun we can do. My God. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful when you hear it. It's awful when you hear it. So what'd you get your boy for for his birthday? Anything good? Nothing. Oh, dear. And get the vacuuming done and put that black light down. That's dad's. Here's a pack of smokes and a taste (laughs) of the back of my hand. Come on, let's all go have a smoker. Exactly. (laughs) I gotta go. It's a birthday celebration, Stevie boy. Exactly. That's why I led into it. Happy birthday to Jake. And we shall talk to you in our next episode. See you, James. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.